0: Hello, this is Richie. Welcome to another Home Time Podcast. This is the podcast for Monday's show on the 3rd of August, second week of Bush's week off. He's back in five podcasts' time. That's the best way to describe it to you podcasters. Coming up, details about the phrase full boing. You must have heard of it, surely. Uh, that's to come. Uh, also, droppings, uh, not out of um, backsides, but dropping things. More will be explained. I'll do a better job during the actual show, uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, And theft, once again, not by people, but by animals. Hopefully one of those three things will keep you interested. On with the podcast.
1: For a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: This is Richie. It's Hometime Monday afternoon, the no-repeat guarantee until five. A question to ask you if you are one of the drivers of the UK. About an expression that I heard today. Petrol station at lunchtime, filling up the car. Overheard two chaps in a van at a pump the other side. One of them says to the other, Shall I fill it up? The other replies, Yeah, full Boeing. You what? Full Boeing? Never heard that as an expression before. I've looked it up. Google wants to take me to Boeing, the aircraft manufacturer, or a trampoline park in the West Midlands. So my questions are, do you drive for work? Do you drive regularly? Have you heard this expression, fill it up, full boing? Or heard something similar? Or have you heard an expression, been confused by it, only to find out that everyone else knew it, and used it. You were the only person who didn't. If you can help me on either of these points, because I'm feeling paranoid, text 81215, tweet us at Absolute Radio. Alex from Cornwall says, it's full bore. But Alex, they definitely said boing. I've heard the expression full bore, but th- this was boing that I heard, so thank you for trying to clear it up. And then Judith on another matter says, when the song Dead Ringer for Love came out, I didn't know what a dead ringer was. I thought Meatloaf was having a go at share? <laughs> uh, Matt in Northampton texts to say maybe it's a reference to the Baggies, uh, West Promet champion. Up to the top, only to go back down again. That's a little bit cruel, Matt. Let's see how they go in the Premier League. Uh, Martin is hanging on. Tell us about the expression that you overheard, Martin. Uh,
2: when I was in the Army, I was in uh, Ramey. I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineers. Nope. This was back in, back in the early 80s. Yep, and uh, I was attached to a regiment which it doesn't exist anymore, but it was called the Worcestershire and Sherwood Foresters Regiment, and uh, they were from mostly recruited from around the Derby area. Yep, and they had some weird sayings, but that one was the most peculiar one: "Are you going to get snapped down, Joff?" <laughs> Now, <laughs> right. it, it sounds like a totally foreign language, and there, there, there were other ones, but that's the one that
0: sticks in my mind. And if somebody said to you, are you going to get snapped down, Jeff, what did that mean?
2: That, that meant, are you going for something to eat?
0: <laughs> OK. <laughs> right, OK, well, I'm going to learn that one. And uh, on yeah. a very quick question at the end, full boing, mean anything to you? Uh, no. Thank you. No, new one on me altogether. <laughs>
1: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, Tabitha in Epsom. Doesn't
0: it mean when you bounce the car to get the fuel further into the pipes so you can get more into the tank? Maybe, Tabitha. We're trying to explore what this full boing... Fill it up, full boing. That's what I overheard at the petrol station today. Made no sense to me. If you know, get in touch. Uh, This text says, don't know about anywhere else, but up here in Scotland, I would say full bung, as in a cask, being bunged up before a delivery. I don't do a lot of driving unless it's a large tugboat. Uh, Okay, Uh, An alley in St Albans, but he says in brackets, from Glasgow, full boing means all the way it's a scottish phrase i think we could be getting somewhere uh, john might be able to help i reckon tell us where you work john
1: i do work for eddie Stobart, so when i heard your your question like <laughs> well your pump issue i thought what is it really i only work in like fleet maintenance so i don't actually directly work with the unit but yep. i do sort of work with them so at petrol stations we get a lot of calls so like pay the bill
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think "full Boeing means to you? You you kind of loosely work in this, then?
1: No, I'm just thinking. What what sprung, sprung to mind was like with some guy from Carlisle, maybe you know this this, this made up idea of him filling up at a, tra- uh, um, at a fuel station, and then like a movement, maybe a wind or something's got the the side of the <laughs> the curtain on the trailer, and then maybe the the fuel tanks moved slightly, but he's full, so he's like boink.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that either of us have just got to the bottom of it there. No. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> On to the next guy. Eh? On to the next one. Thank you
1: very much. I'm going to keep yes, looking God. out for the lorries. <laughs> Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. it's what happens when you take out all the music travel, news regular news and adverts from the show unfortunately it still contains the two of them talking
0: so the FA Cup final was fun at the weekend well it was fun for me because I support Arsenal and we won I'm not gloating on the, uh, the scoreline or going to rub it into any opposition fans right now because I, what I want to talk about is what happened after the game finished uh, and the trophy was presented to the winning captain of Arsenal, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. FA Cup trophy is worth £1 million. It was valued on Antiques Roadshow. £1 million. He dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be into football so you might not have known you might have watched it and it was brilliant you could just see it was going to happen it's balanced on this base and he didn't realise the base wasn't attached and that he weren't really meant to lift the base up and he's carrying it over like a, a tray of fine china and drops it one million pounds doesn't look like it's picked up a dent thankfully I'm sure he's got the money to pay for it but I'd love to hear from you about the stories of when you dropped it dropped something expensive were there great costs what was it or did you get away with it was it the most expensive thing and you saw all these pound signs suddenly go before your eyes and you got away with it you did an Aubameyang Uh, Simon says I dropped a massive metal cage off the end of a forklift truck. It landed on a delivery van. You can imagine the cheers from my workmates. Simon, I think I can still hear them. Uh, Richie when unloading pallets from a truck. The wind caught them and blew them over the boss's brand new Lexus. Smashing the windscreen destroyed the bonnet. He'd only had it for two days. Neil provides no more details about the costs, uh, but I'm imagining they were costly. Uh, Ashley, take it away.
2: So I have a story about uh, two clangers that I dropped uh, when I worked as a waiter at Luton Airport.
0: Ashley, what happened?
2: Uh, So the first one was quite a funny one because I dropped the plate and it was the first time I'd ever dropped the plate and it turned out the plate of food i dropped was from my colleague who was flying to uh, Poland on holiday. <laughs> right. But that was quite funny. The, half of the restaurant looked at me as if to say, why on earth is this person laughing when he dropped someone's food? Yeah. Um, but the second one was a more costly one. Uh, I dropped a bowl of olive, which is already a bad start, um, on the lap of a businesswoman dressed full business gear. Um, to say that she wasn't happy would be an understatement. Um, I I ended up paying for her food out of my (laughs) chips.
0: Are you still working in the catering industry, Ashley? (laughs) No. (laughs) What do you do do now?
2: Uh, I'm currently just finishing um, delivering some parcels for a a delivery company that sounds like a rainforest.
0: Fair enough. And uh, (laughs) do you have a safe pair of hands with parcels these days? Yes. (laughs) Good
1: man, you're reformed. Home Time podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not Home Time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
4: Absolute Radio.
0: Neil in Stirling do you remember him from five minutes ago the pallets the boss's Lexus the windscreen he's texted back Richie I managed to argue my case that it shouldn't have been parked where it was it went through insurance bullet dodged that's the result Neil Mark what happened to you right basically Richie yeah there's two of us we're going to a job in the West End there's no one in the house. There's a
2: grandfather clock. We've got to move it. We're not happy about this, yeah? Mm-hmm. And we're trying to move it very carefully, and then, some, you know, obviously something happened and it just toppled over yeah. <laughs> and smashed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine, that, you know, the time, everything, it was making a right row
0: as well, yeah? You don't get our cheap our. grandfather clocks, do you?
2: Exactly. That's what I'm saying, mate, yeah. So, yeah, it's just gone be. But I'm just going, oh, my God, what's going on here? What's this is our sacked, and uh, <laughs> we're never going to work again up here, and blah, blah, blah. So the, the owner comes in and one of us has to add the bottle to say to him, sorry, we've just left your grandpa car." it was me, down and me. He went, oh, don't worry, boys, in his very posh accent. It doesn't work. We're throwing it away.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
2: So we needed a heart attack on the sketch. Yeah. The, the, the relief was fantastic, yeah? The relief was
0: fantastic, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll know who to call the next that's time sure. I want a carpet fitting. Yes, yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't have a grandfather clock, please. Not a chance. <laughs> Thanks, Mark.
4: Oh, Absolute Radio.
1: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: Monday evening's Hometime Show, Absolute Radio. This is Richie. Uh, I asked a question uh, on my socials earlier about whether you'd ever suffered theft. From an animal. Gonna explain why in about five minutes' time. My eldest son, Charlie, gonna be a guest on the show with a frightening tale to tell you about something he's missing after what happened yesterday. I'll tell you. Gail says a seagull stole a freshly bought ice cream this weekend, swallowed it whole. I'm really hoping it got brain freeze. Whether seagulls suffer brain freeze, I'm not sure. We'll have to find out from Chris Packham or something. Uh, Selina says, our cat once stole a bag of frozen peas from the neighbours. I hope it was made to return it, Selena. It looks like animals, much as we love them, thieving creatures as well. If it's happened to you, if you've suffered theft from an animal, I want to hear from you this evening. 8 12, 15 for your texts. Eleanor says, when I was four at an animal part with my parents, I was eating a packet of mini cheddars and a chicken snatched it out of my hands. I mean, they're just brazen. But here's a chilling tale for you that you need to hear right now. On the phone right now, my eldest son, Charlie, please tell us what happened yesterday.
2: So I was uh, playing with my next door neighbour, Jamie. We were playing football. And um, I took my hat off because it was getting quite hot, and I put it on the side. And um, we heard this kind of rustle in the bush, and we turned around, and uh, this fox had my hat in its mouth. And um, we, we chased it up the garden, and it ran off, and it ran into our neighbor's garden. And we had a look in there. We couldn't see the hat. And then the fox came running back to us with no hat in his mouth. And we couldn't see it anywhere.
0: So um, yeah. Okay. Uh, how much did the hat cost? Twenty five pounds. <laughs> you kidding me? That tatty black hat cost twenty five quid.
2: It did indeed.
0: <laughs> okay, right. And um, how would you describe the thief? Um, it was
2: a simple pot. Um, it was very arrogant and stuff. You
0: know, it kind of. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no. Not his personality. I mean, <laughs> colour.
2: Oh
0: like the colour spot ok <laughs> apple doesn't fall far from the tree does it alright ok thank you very much for your report we'll be on the lookout
1: for it thank you
0: bye bye
4: absolute radio
1: the home time podcast with Bush and Richie. is what happens when you take out all the music travel news regular news and adverts from the show unfortunately it still contains the two of them talking
0: after your tales of uh, animal theft, uh, Joanne is hanging on. Give us your witness statement, Joanne.
4: So my husband and I were going out on Christmas Eve with some friends, decided to get the frozen turkey, <laughs> put it in the sink like you do, just to try and get it to for the morning. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be really slow. We thought we'd put foil over the top, put tinlet around it to try and keep it away from the dog. I went out for the night. Got in about 2 o'clock in the morning... <laughs> And as we walked through the back door, switched the lights on. It was like a Tarantino film. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was bits of turkey everywhere. <laughs> and a German shepherd looking very sorry for himself sat with the part of the kitchen.
0: That is the one thing I will say about about your dog, OK? My son Charlie, with this fox that has, that has nicked his, his Noel Gallagher bucket hat... Uh, it was probably more Liam that wore the bucket hat, really. Actually, <laughs> all right. Th- with a fox, you know, they're, they're just brazen. With your dog, they—they they always have this look of guilt about them. You would have to say that they'll—they'll they'll nick it, but then they're yeah. the ones that come and own up to the police station afterwards.
4: We'll put it this way, the phrase as sick as a dog is true because we just left him, didn't speak to him, gave him the silent treatment and yes, he's extremely ill the next day. He <laughs> had a lovely Christmas dinner. Oh, what a lovely, her.
0: lovely Christmas day that sounds like.
4: thankfully <laughs> <laughs> had a piece of ham in the, uh, in the fridge that sufficed for our Christmas dinner the next day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ross texts to say our cat has a rubber fetish. It is always stealing our neighbour's rubber gloves. She once stole the first First communion balloons from a church possibly the most brazen attack we've heard so far John in Warrington says I was mugged twice on separate occasions in Dudno a massive seagull swooped down and swiped my Cornish pasty, two separate occasions weeks apart maybe it was the same one John doesn't know, uh, your details please, you can tweet us at Absolute Radio Kaz, what happened to you? Well,
3: I was on holiday in Australia at the end of January, um, and we were on something that's called the Squeaky Beach, which is um, near St Kilda. Um, So it's a totally deserted beach, and we were doing a bit of sunbathing, left our backpacks, and uh, thought we'd have a quick dip in the sea. Mm -hmm. Turn round, and three seagulls appeared, and one of them actually unzipped my knapsack, unzipped it with its beak and the other two took two full bags of crisps each, so they didn't just take some crisps, they took
0: the whole bag. Kaz, I I just need to make sure I've heard these facts properly. It's a gang of three seagulls, one of them unzips the bag, while the other two take out crisps.
3: That is correct, and we were, there were two other people watching it, they couldn't believe what they were seeing, and... It was so hilarious, we just we didn't even want to stop them in a way. It was just, it was almost like it was an organised theft.
0: Well, it's, it's exactly so. that. <laughs> Gullible so, British uh, tourists going over there with their packets of crisps and the Aussie I seagulls just laughing at you. One was
3: a whole bag of Doritos, so I was <laughs> gutted because they're my favourite crisps. But yeah, <laughs> off they went and uh, that was the last we saw of them. So it was just, it was too funny to run in and stop in a way we just kind of wanted to just save at the moment
0: <laughs> cash that's brilliant thank you very much for telling us about it
3: that's all right a pleasure
0: An update for you, podcaster, on the theft of the bucket hat. I can tell you uh, that young Charlie has gone round to the neighbours. Uh, There is a sign up saying no knocking on the door, no ringing of the bell. He's apoplectic because he's like, well, how do I even ask for my hat back? even if it's in there. And he's now blaming the neighbour uh, because he says to me that the neighbour feeds the fox. He says that he can see huts in the garden uh, where, obviously, the lady is housing foxes. I mean, there's all sorts of uh, <laughs> disparaging allegations being made. Soon to be a big incident. If there's any more news, you'll hear it on tomorrow's podcast.
1: when the wind. They'll be back again tomorrow. Panther music here Subscribe, rate, leave, review.